kids Come join us at the corner Of the round table Welcome to the corner of the round table for Thursday the 25th of January 2024. Now sorry for the lateness of this one uh, listeners, it's been a very busy week for me with work and it's taken my priority but I managed to get some form done uh, this evening so I've done a quick one up for everyone. It's not going to be as in depth with speed maps and all that kind of stuff but I've still drawn up something for Friday, Saturday and then I've got a couple of tips on Sunday that we can give out. So usual structure, weekend in review. I've got four horses to follow. Then I've got a couple of races that we'll briefly touch on there at Caulfield and Warwick Farm tomorrow, which is Friday. And then we'll go Saturday. I've got two at Sunshine Coast, uh, two, well, one at one at Randwick, but I want to touch on one race. And then quite a few at Mooney Valley. I'll give the $100 strategy and then I'll give those tips for Sunday. Alright, so weekend review, Friday night we had the big bets and that was pretty much what the, the podcast revolved around. So we had a 6.5 unit play for a 10.5 unit return and on Saturday we spent 26.5 units for a return of 46.6. Now we ended up having quite a few decent plays there at Kembla Grange because I really liked a couple of the maidens getting around there. $100 strategy returned $170, so we're, we are in the positive now with a $100 strategy. We're up by about 12 bucks, and I think the the win of Lavachi was awesome. Got the bob, thank God, and got backed into $1.30, and then Wilado, who I thought was a really good chance there at Canterbury, obviously went around there at Rose Hill, raced very keenly after racing wide for the entire trip and still kicked on to win very nicely. So that brings me to the horses to follow. So I think the horses coming out of that midway, which were late 01, both it and gently rolled. I thought both of their runs were phenomenal. Uh, the time was actually two and a half lengths faster than the BM88 over the same trip, which was the following race. So I think those two horses are, are going places and going to step up in grade next start. I think Wilado at 1,400 metres, and maybe you could probably see Gently Rolled stay at around the 1,200 metres, but let's just wait and see what um, uh, the trainer Bryce Hayes thinks of it. And I thought he's our Bonneville in Flemington race nine was really good after a long layup. I really savaged the line really nicely, and so risque was obviously the fitter horse and, and got over the top of him. And I also really like the the run of Redwood Shadow in Eagle Farm race seven. Now, this horse is a tease, and he hasn't won a huge amount of races out of turn, but I thought his run behind Emperor was really, really good, and it was over the sprint trips, and he's more a miler, in my opinion. So I think he can knock off a 1,400-meter or a 1,600-meter race, preferably at Eagle farm over this summer season now we'll touch on Caulfield tomorrow there on Friday the 26th so rails in the true position weather's fine um, I do expect it to be quite fair with its racing but just be cautious with it because we haven't raced there in a little bit and just see if there's any sort of patterns or biases but I expect it to be raced quite fair so the two races that I'm really keen to, to look into are race five and race six. So in race five, I really like the horse Katsu. Now I do have concerns with uh, the favorite. They're dropping back from 1200 meters to 1000 meters now. I think the favorite, v, I think it's Via V, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Via V or whatever it is. I think it's certainly got ability, but I've always said on this podcast that I feel like 
1,000-meter horses win 1,000-meter races, and I think that Via Va, uh, sorry, Va Via is certainly a 1,200-meter a horse. It does get Dam- Damien Lane and has drawn really nicely in Barry Six, but I do really like uh, how Katsu resumed, and the market had a really late support for it there um, in the Kensington Stakes down the Flemington Strait, and the horse is two from two second up. It's had eight starts at the distance for five wins, a second and a third. And so I think it's a ripping chance. And I think the, the odds should flip between it and Varvia. The other one I really like is Stepati in race six. Um, I'm so glad V8 didn't accept in this race as I was hoping they wouldn't face each other as I wanted to back, back them both this weekend. Don't stress too much by that wide barrier for him as he's coming out of the shoot race. So there's only one small turn for him. So I think he'll be a really good chance. Um, I think Brave Mead is overrated. I think the only danger is Carbonados, um, given the fact that he was first up for um, off his off his first well first run here in Australia. He'll take a lot of benefit from that 1100 meter race there at Geelong, and I think there's a lot of ability there, and I think the Hayes boys have recognised that. So I think Stepati's certainly a bet, and then I think Katsu is also a nice little bet in race five. Uh, in terms of Warwick Farm, I only have the one to, that I'm really keen on there, and that's in race two. Um, now, rails are out two metres there at Warwick Farm. Weather's good, and I expect fair racing there. So the horse I, I allude to is, is Passima. Now, I love the way this horse um, ran behind Vanquish and the Magic Millions Maiden there a couple of weeks ago on wave day. Now, as we know, that day at Gold Coast was very favourable in those inside lanes, so between one and five. I think every winner came from in there. Uh, now, Vanquish controlled the um, things from up front. Tim Clark was on board and demolished them by quite a few lengths. But go back and watch the replay, and Passima actually came down wide in some of the widest lanes there and was one of the only horses to actually make up ground coming down those lanes. So then you'll see the favourite, Dimitrov, was 2.8 lengths. So this fella finished third, and this uh, Dimitrov, I think, finished seventh, 2.8 lengths off Passima. Now, I do concede Dimitrov does get a huge jockey upgrade in Nash, but also I think Gibbons on Passima is also a huge jockey upgrade. And as long as we see horses running down the outside, I'm not too concerned by the barrier because I think the horse will drop back anyway. Um, I think it's a ripping chance, and $5.50 is a great price for a horse that I know is going to be finishing very strongly. We then moved to Saturday, so Sunshine Coast, the rails are out three metres now. Initially, when I was looking at the weather there on Monday and Tuesday, they predicted up to 70 mils here on Saturday, and a further, I think, 50 mils there on the Sunday, but so far it's been revised, and we're expecting around 10 to 15 mils on Saturday, and not a great deal tomorrow on Friday. Um, now, if we, the rain does come, Sunshine Coast is a really good draining track, but it does have a camber to it, so just be cautious with being on the rails there if there is quite a bit of bit of rain there because it will chop out given the fact that the water does drain inwards towards the rail so if, if the rain comes look for horses that are going to be sweeping out down the middle of the track where that camber is so there's two horses i want to touch on the first one is race one in captain fenkel now I'll put this horse in the black book after his first uh his second up run um there at Dooman, I think it was. Uh, I thought he was enormous. He sat behind the speed, peeled um, peeled out behind the leaders, and he absolutely pissed it in by about three and a half lengths. Now, I had in my black book up in trip, so I think that was the 13.50, so he's now stepping up to the mile, which is fantastic. And I think a class one, although it's a big step up from maiden to class one, I think it's within his grasp given the figures that he put up 
in that uh, 1350 race there. Um, I think he maps to get a very similar run to what he did last start. He does have a decent drop in weight. Obviously, he loses Jimmy Orman, but I think Kyle Wilson-Taylor is certainly a good rider with uh, in his own rights. And if uh, he has one on a soft seven, which was last start, so I don't think if the rain comes, that's going to be any sort of concerns for me. Now, the favourite um, ringer's reward certainly comes out of the best form lines, but we do look at these. He's only two from 14. Um, it does get a... Um, he was good last start with a massive gap of 5.1 length back to third, so that race rated really well. And then the start prior, he was third in a group three behind Sofrado, Chrysaor, Somi Mercy, uh, Deep Respect, and a few others in that Voro. So I think this race is, is certainly a race in two, and I think the top two in the market are the ones that I'd be looking at. But right now, given the fact that this weather is, is still up in air and the bomb don't really know what to do with it, I'm probably steering clear. Um, Sunshine Coast Race 3, Island Magic. Now, I thought a run at Doombin there on the 10th of, of January was awesome. Now, cop some really good late splits between the, the six and the two, 600 meter and the 200 meters. Um, does drop back two kilos off that run. The concern I have is it has a one second up, but does have a great record there at Sunshine Coast. And if the rain does come, I think it will only enhance her chances. I thought Party Spirit brings the Magic Millions Country Cup form is only 1.3 lengths off Zoom Meteor. And I think the booking of Ben Thompson is also quite scary. So I think if the rain comes, Island Magic's certainly going to be a bet for me. Um, if it doesn't, then I'll probably steer clear given the fact that Party Spirit does bring some good form lines. Then we then go to Randwick now, which um, interestingly, the, the rails are at nine metres from a 1,000 to the winning post and six metres to the remainder. Weather's good, so I don't think we'll have any soft going or any concerns with that. Now, I think given the fact that the rail's coming out nine metres, I think it's going to certainly be more favourable to be up and in as it's played over these summer months there at Randwick. So when looking at this, I've been looking at horses who I think are going to be up and in and, and close to the speed because I think it's going to be a tough day to make up ground. So the first one I want to touch on is race four. So I think there's only two winning chances in this race, Stonecoat and Glory Days. Now, Stonecoat looks to be the only noted leader on paper. And from barrier three, Tim Clark, I think he'll get every chance. He is one from five at the track and seven starts, two wins, a second and a third at the distance. But he has one second up and does drop five kilos off his first up run. Uh, we know Gay and Gay and Adrian are absolutely flying at the moment, so I think it, at nine dollars, it's a really good, um, I guess, a really good saver or a play for you. Now, I put uh, Glory Days into the Black Book after its first up run behind Grabini. It was a very short margin uh, between the two, and he actually beat home Naval College, who then came out and blitzed them, breaking uh, Octagonal's two thousand meter record there at Ramwick by six lengths. I've got slight queries with it staying at sixteen. 100 meters um but i think nash uh the nash booking offsets that we then go to race seven now i've got no tip in this race because i think there's quite a few angles here now tamalane i think probably brings the best form lines but the draw is horrible for it um felix majestic was simply enormous last start it actually uh burnt the candle at both ends it went very fast out and came home in quite good sectionals considering the circumstances does drop in weight and does get a senior jockey on jason collette now Zoo Tiger was gelded this prep and it has been building up to a nice run. So I think he's he's got a win in him this prep. 
We've then got Maximal, who's the really interesting running runner, who's probably more a 2,000-meter horse, but I think he's trialed up really nicely. Now, I'll do concede he's never won at the track. He's never won at the distance, and first up, he's never won also. But you've got to look at that jockey booking him Nash because that's certainly intent there from John O'Shea. Now, I also have an opinion of way ha ha falls, but the pattern of the day that, or the predicted pattern that I have for the day worries me. Now, if you do see horses running on, I think he's a ripping chance with Tommy on board, but if you don't, if you find it hard to make up ground, then I think he's probably likely not going to be a proposition for me. And finally, we got You Called It, who's been scratched quite a couple of times um, this prep. I think most likely uh, Chris Lees is looking for good going. Now, he does have a great track and distance record here. He's got a good distance record overall, and he's got a good first up record. So I think I've just listed about six different options here, but I certainly think all of them are winning chances. So if you are playing quarties there at Randwick, include all of the ones that I just mentioned. Now, this is probably the meeting of the weekend for me in terms of where I'm like, there's quite a few bets here for me, and there's a couple of black bookers that I'm quite keen on. So the rail's in the true position. The weather is fine down there. Now, in terms of the track pattern, I did hear some um, reporting on another uh, podcast that they would, um, that the they've just laid some new grass there on the rails there. So what that means is the roots of the grass aren't super um, deep or, or it's not rooted as such. So what you'll find is the inside ground will really chop up quite easily. So what might happen is we might end up getting fairer racing there on Saturday. But I guess we'll have to wait and see and just watch racing.com and see if Brent Zarafa or one of the boys does some sort of track walk leading up to the race meet. I'm backing on it being a fair racing deck, um, just given the fact that it's it's a good deck. It's a, I really like Mooney Valley as a track, and um, so that's how I'm going to play it. First race, um, I think this is the best bet of the weekend for me in Acid Wash. Uh, I thought the horse was enormous at Cranbourne last start, winning by 5.8 lengths. Now, the time wasn't fantastic for the 1,400 metres, but Jamie Carr was extremely soft on him on the line. Now, he was nominated for Packham tonight here at the... Um, and I thought it was a very winnable race for him. And now Clinton McDonald came out on racing.com and did say that he wanted to opt for the easier run. So I'm surprised he's going here, but I know the prize money is greater here at Mooney Valley. Um, He's heading towards an Australian guinea, so the mile next up. So I think this is going to be a confidence-building run, and I'm hoping Jamie Carr can um, navigate from barrier eight and, um, and win this race quite convincingly. We then go to race two, which is CR7. Um, I thought the run was enormous first up over the 1,400 metres there at Geelong on a day where it was very difficult to make up ground. Um, stays at the same grade, but up in trip, I think getting to the mile is fantastic. Um, the My only concern is that if we do have a leader bias there at Mooney Valley, that he will essentially be out of the race given his race pattern. But I think if they're making up ground in that first run, I think he's a great chance and... Um, I think he's I think he's a winning chance also. We then get a race eight in Mornington Glory. Now he was enormous last uh, Saturday at Flemington down the straight. Um, I know that Wigan was met with a lot of support, but I um I love the way that this fella just went through his gears, and I think he's a, certainly a thousand eleven hundred meter horse. I don't think twelve hundred meters is his go. Now, if you go back and look at the punting form sectional data, he was actually at the fastest last four hundred met, uh, meters of the meeting, and his time was very good when you compare it to benchmark figures. Um, I think from the draw from Barry Five, he can park up just behind the speed, and I think the price of three dollars is a fantastic play. 
The last one is, and again, another favourite. I do apologise for that, and that's in V8 and race nine. Um, I made his selection purely off map and jockey, and I think he is the best horse in the race. Simple as that. Um, there's not a huge amount of dangers. Uh, you might cop some deductions, however, because I think he's, what, about two... Let's have a look now. So this is 10.30 at night on Thursday, and he's currently at... Once my app loads... So he's currently at 260, so the likelihood is he'll probably start around the 210, 220 mark, given the fact that there will be scratchings. So that's a bit bit of a disappointment, but I think he should be winning given D lanes on board and he's drawn really nicely. Now, in terms of my $100 strategy for this weekend, we're going to put $10 on Passima on Friday in Warwick Farm Race 2 at We've taken $6. We're then going to put $15 on Katsu Caulfield Race 5 at $4.40. We're then going to put $20 on Stapati at Caulfield Race 6 at $2.90. We're then going to have $40 on Acid Wash on Saturday, Mooney Valley Race 1 at $2.40. And then we're going to have $15 on Mornington Glory, Mooney Valley Race 8 at $3.60. So that is the $100 strategy. Now, in terms of a Sunday tip, I've got two that I really, really like. So you go to Wyong um, there on Sunday. Now, first one is Ryan. We're, we're just going to back Josh Parr on Sunday. I think he's got three ripping chances, with the first two being his, clearly his best. You got Count Your Blessings. So go back and have a look at the trial there over the 900 metres there at uh, Rose Hill on the 11th of Jan. The horse just looked awesome, and I think he's primed first up for this run. Um, draw is a little bit hairy, but I think if um, there's a decent enough amount of speed on here that I think it'll set it up well for Josh Parr. We've then got in race six, which I think is the best bet of the day there at Wong, is Firestar. It brings Black Cloud form. Now, Black Cloud um, is a ridiculous horse, and you saw the way he won last start. Now, uh, Firestar loses Kieran McAvoy, gains uh, Josh Parr, and it did have an SP of $2.90 behind Black Cloud. And there was a big gap back to third in two lengths to Royal Invader. So I think uh, the the race rated really well. And I think uh, the horse should be winning there from the inside draw. The other one you can probably look at is Wong Race 7 in Mirror Impact. Um, the horse... It's obviously, it's a big step up going from maiden grade to class one, as I mentioned earlier. But I thought the horse did really well there over the 1,300 metres there at Wyong in a class one. And he was just too far back, and he, he really came home all right. Sectional data didn't reveal a great deal of, of um, I guess, merit to his performance. But I thought um, jockey upgrade, I think uh, second up, bit of fitness on the edge, I think it'll be in really good shot. So sorry about the, the shortness of it, but it's a nice little 20-minute preview for the weekend for everyone. Um, have fun, enjoy the cricket, and um, as well as the tennis, and we'll be back next week. Talk soon.